Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. Oh, all right, I know there's a lot of snow out there. I mean, honestly, I don't even know where they're going to pile it. I'm watch, looking at parking lots that right outside the window. Not, not very well plowed at this point. Stevie Ray Vaughan kicking it off this morning. Hope you are having a nice Monday morning. Sometimes they're harder. I don't know what it is about Sunday nights, but I have the worst time trying to fall asleep. I don't know what the deal is. There wasn't a full moon. Not really sure if it's my the werewolf in me or what that kept me awake last night. But I will get through it. Somehow I will get through this day. It's sunny outside, so that'll that'll brighten anyone's day, I presume. So I want to ask you right up front, what are you doing to ensure a Dan Kelly victory on April 4th? It's not enough. It's most certainly not enough that you just, you yourself go out and vote. You have to encourage, inspire, provoke as many people as possible to get them to get out and vote. Offer to give them a ride there. Take them out for uh, breakfast or a cup of coffee or whatever. Whatever it takes, we need to get people to the polls to ensure that we have a victory on April 4th. So there are a number of, uh, there are a number of, I I would say, points at stake. And I've talked about, I talked about it just this morning. What's at stake in this upcoming state Supreme Court election. This is why I say you need to be talking with everyone with whom you come in contact and determine, I mean, I think I think you're sophisticated enough where you can determine what it is that will resonate with that person. Are they a big Second Amendment person? Are they concerned about election integrity? Are you concerned about high taxes? Act 10 has saved taxpayers billions of dollars. We know what Janet Protasiewicz will do to Act 10. And we know that there are leftist attorneys that are just waiting for a leftist-dominated state Supreme Court. Prevailing wage, again, becomes the law, costing taxpayers significantly if we are to lose the state Supreme Court election. Government intrusion on our lives. This is why I got involved again. You know, I was just minding my own business, thinking about the next time I'm, I'm going to ride my three, three-wheeler, <laughs> no, four-wheeler in the woods. That's what I was doing. And I realized that we can't just sit on the sidelines and expect others to get involved. We can't expect others to be our voice. We need to be the voice of reason. And this weekend, over the, this past weekend, I Uh, attended the camping show as part of Midwest Communications. I had a booth, sitting at a booth. And in addition to handing out, we do have them. So if you need one, you can come over to the station and pick one up right at the front desk. We have the Badger Magnets. Uh, And uh, in addition to handing out the magnets, did I say Badger? I meant Brewers, the Brewers Magnets. Uh, In addition to handing those out, there was also a drawing. But I was also talking to people about voting and how critical this upcoming election is. Seize every opportunity to do so. We cannot just sit back and expect others, just because they're a conservative, that they may or may not know about this upcoming election. Yeah, okay, if you watch TV, you see some of the ads. However, a lot of conservatives don't watch TV, and, you know, I'm I, I know, I said, I, I, I watch Wheel of Fortune. That's where usually I draw the line, although I did watch a documentary over the weekend on um, the uh, Malaysian airplane that disappeared. 
uh, over, well, presumably, perhaps the Indian Ocean. It was uh, MH, uh, Flight MH370. If you haven't seen, it's on uh, Netflix. I know some of you don't want to watch it, but you can read about it, too, if you don't want to watch the documentary. But it was three hours compelling television and then I sat there and I thought and I said to my husband I think in hour two I said this better end well or I'm gonna be really upset you know like that's why I watch that's why I watch Wheel of Fortune okay the person that goes to the bonus round they don't they don't always win but it's it's okay they've won something to get there so it's a happy ending that's what I'm looking for and happy ending so what are you doing to ensure a happy ending on April 4th 715 845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. I know that uh, we've been reporting on the situation up in Lac de Flambeau and have had, well, Congressman Tom Tiffany who's been on the program to talk about it. Uh, State Senator Mary Felskowski have had a property owner discuss it. I would also, I, I did reach out to the tribe, the tribal council, and did not hear back from anyone. I really wanted to present everyone's perspective on it. And I hope to have Jessica McBride from Wisconsin right now on the program uh, later on this week because she and uh, she's actually a, um, a professor at UW-Milwaukee. And so she brought some of her students up there over the weekend and they were, they were planning on talking to tribal members if they, if they were able to do so. So that will be an interesting conversation and I encourage you to stay tuned because I will have her on as soon as I can get her scheduled. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Hi, Meg. Good morning. See, I heard on... Uh Wisconsin Morning News last week, uh, you and uh, Chris were talking about the tribe getting $4.8 million from the Department of Transportation for access for the tribe. So didn't they get paid by the federal government to allow access to those uh, Wisconsin residents to uh, get to their homes? You know, I mean, I couldn't walk across Friendship Lake right now to get get to my house. You know, I mean, give me a break. These poor people are, are, are just terrible. Yeah, I know. I, and, and I mean, it doesn't look like there's an end in sight that this this judge, of course, a Madison judge, determined. But, but I, Go ahead. I've heard $8 million that the tribe got for, to allow access from the federal government. Why is, hasn't that been reported? I mean, this has going on since mid-January. Yes. A, I heard, heard that in passing that it was, they got $4.8 million. That's a lot of money. Oh, indeed it is. Yes, and it, it is very frustrating because I think I think that's the, well, the concern, obviously, of the uh, homeowners is obviously access and safety at this point. And, and, darn right and, and many, many of them are, uh, well, they're, they're older people that are unable to easily get from their properties to civilization, I guess. And so well, to, to civilization, they should, they should, the township, you know, they, they're getting, they're paying taxes, they're paying, they, they should not have to pay real estate taxes or income taxes. And the governor says it's the federal company's fault. I mean, what, where's he? He should be telling us that the tribe got $4.8 million. Yeah, well, and I think if if we're looking for a solution from uh, Tony Evers, we're not going to find it. That's for sure. Well, well, it's, it's the homeowners that lack you flambeau now, but it's Trump supporters next. Well, and, and you know, that's the thing is that I think that this this is probably precedent setting. And if it happens, it if it happens on, you know, in, in this on this particular reservation, it, it's the possibility is that it's going to happen elsewhere. So and, and, you know, it's a complicated situation. I mean, I, I've been trying to, as I said, I've been trying to get the perspective of tribal it, members. It's not and, complicated. 
open the roads up. Let them get to their houses. They're paying taxes. They're taxpayers. It's not complicated. Well, yeah, and i've I've had other uh, I've had other callers that have have shared their perspective about uh, you know I guess offering some sort of compassion to the uh, the the Native American tribes that have. This, this is what happens when you get Democratic leadership around the country, around right. the state. Right. Well, this it, is what you get. So that's why I got to vote for Dan Kelly on April fourth. I. I wholeheartedly Seriously. agree. Absolutely. Seriously, this is what you're going to get. You get you get that 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 liberal crazy woman in there, and you're going to get your roads blocked off. Well, and and I mean, I I've I've also said too that my concern is that we're going and they're to gonna get, they're going to take you off the air. We're, we're, well, I guess that's that, that's a possibility. But uh, you know, I, I don't want. I mean, I'm from Minnesota. I grew up in Minnesota. I have fond memories, and I have family members and friends there. But I don't want to be another Minnesota. And I'm watching what the the Democrat-led legislature is doing to that state and a Democrat governor and, sadly, a Democrat Supreme Court. So they're they're lost, so in they're, my opinion. Yeah, it's, They are lost. It's horrifying. Well, hey, thanks for thank calling you so in. Have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate your call. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, Tom Tiffany, I subscribe to his email newsletters, and I would encourage you, if you want to keep in touch with... Uh, our various elected representatives, I get emails from various legislators all over the state as well as uh, different congressmen, including Congressman Tom Tiffany and Congressman Derek Van Orden, Congressman Glenn Grothman. Uh, in Tom Tiffany's latest newsletter, he's talking about the Biden administration running a program to provide, okay, get ready, eco-grief counseling for government workers. Okay, so... What the hell? What is eco eco grief? Well, evidently, it's a it's a sense of trauma or loss due to a quote changing environment. Hey, do you have some eco grief after uh, the big snowstorm where we got nine inches of snow? I call that a snowstorm. I call that a blizzard. I don't know if I'd I'd characterize that as eco grief, but you know it's it's just it's just yet another example of how the left likes to perpetuate victimhood now now we're victims of the weather oh my gosh and who's who's gonna solve who's gonna solve the problem of our weather of our inclement weather oh of course the democrats are the government is here to help yeah right 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation good morning and welcome to feedback hey good morning morning okay I'm kind of curious why the Republicans never go onto uh, like college campuses or technical school campuses to um, you know get their message out to the to the college students. Well, it's a great question, and I mean, I, I I'm going to respond like crickets chirping. I I'm I'm frustrated often with the county parties because I think that they are they are the, some of what they put their focus their attention on is is futile. And they should be they should be looking at common sense solutions to generating more Republican votes. And I agree. I don't know why they're not reaching out to the college campuses. And as you said, the technical colleges, I I, I, I strongly believe that 
uh, Dane County Republican Party could perhaps, I don't know if you caught the interview with the, the new chair, yeah. but they could perhaps yeah, be a model for the county parties throughout the state. But often these county parties are focused on the wrong thing. They're focused on the past as opposed to future elections. And it's frustrating. And I've, I've found that, uh, you know, until uh, the county parties uh, can actually help win elections, I don't have a lot of time for them. Yeah, because my son goes to college, and I'm not going to embarrass him by saying where he goes. But anyhow, he said that, you know, obviously the Democrats come on campus and they have these big rallies and stuff, and you get, you know, these kids are indoctrinated thinking, yeah, that's great, you know, they're going to give us free shit and everything else. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of conservatives on campus, but there's no place for them to hear the message from the Republicans or the conservative party, if you want to call it that. And and get them fired up to go out and vote and talk to their friends and everything else, you know. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think you have to be bold and you have to be brave, and and honestly, it, I'll I'll quote Chrissy Ilgen, who said, and Chrissy's the vice chair of the Dane County Republican Party. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Isn't a, a, a small amount of uncomfortableness worth it compared to the pain we're going to feel if Janet Protasiewicz is elected in? Uh, in, in just 23 days? Oh, I, I agree. There was a thing on Facebook, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was kind of along this line, is if we're not willing to fight this battle now you know, and put up a little, with a little hardship, our kids are going to fight this battle later. Yeah, yep, and it's and it may be too late by then, and that's the, oh, God, yeah. that's the horrifying part. Well, hey, thanks yeah. for calling in. this. What's your first name? First name is Bob. Bob, thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Have, Have a great one. day. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Good morning, Meg. Morning. Uh, let me turn my radio off. All right. There, that, that'll be better. Yes, I don't um, hear an echo anymore. I've been trying to call and have not gotten through to you. Uh, I am a past resident of the Lac du Flambeau uh, Indian Reservation. We own property there over 30 years, paid taxes all that time. Uh, when we first came there, I don't know if you are aware of the nice school that they now have, the elementary school. It hasn't been brought up in any of the conversations that I have heard, but this was built by taxpayer money. A lovely school. I don't know if the uh, children, when they graduate from eighth grade and go to Manaqua High School, if they pay any kind of fees at all to attend the high school, or if they go there free of charge and are also picked up by one of the um, taxpayer-owned buses. Um, when we first came there, they had a small, which I'm ash I was ashamed that they were, that was the only place they had to go to get an education. And uh, like I say, Taxpayer money built the school that they now presently have, and it is beautiful. I have not been inside, but it is a lovely school. 
Um, when the casino was built, it was my understanding that the casino was built to give a place to work to the Native Americans. You find very few Native Americans that are working there. Why don't they need to, well, not only need to, but why don't they um, take advantage of that situation? The jobs are there. Go and work. No, it's like too many of our people since the pandemic. It's easier to stay at home and sit on the couch and watch television and get paid by the federal government, which the Native Americans do get a monthly fee, man, woman, or child. It doesn't, you don't have to be 65 to collect. Uh, you get a check from the federal government. Um, they're being, they're closing off roads, and I don't think our former road is one that has been closed. But um, I can't say that for sure. I have not been up there. But... Um, like I say, we had property on the reservation for 30-plus years, paid taxes all those years. Um, it's frustrating, I think. What's, tell me your first name. Audrey. Audrey. Well, I we, think I think what's frustrating is, is that, you know, and you're expressing it with regard to paying your property taxes, uh, you, your property taxes went to services that everyone up there uses, whether they are a Native American or not. And and what's what's frustrating, I think, is that now that there has been this dispute, which which I guess there's some argument whether who's at, who's at fault, whether it's the town or the title companies or uh, the Indian Bureau of Affairs or the federal government or whomever is is at fault. It's not the property owners themselves. So it seems, and 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 frankly, if uh, if and I mean I'm I'm sort of thinking out loud now. But what what I guess is particularly um, frustrating, I guess, is that th that the property, if if there if the uh, Native American tribe that's up there would be uh, is is so concerned about uh, non-natives using the roads then why did they sell the land to non-natives to begin with? And I guess that's my question, is that if, they, if they're going to reap the benefits of selling their property to a non-native, well, then they're going to also have to acknowledge that, they, that those property owners now need a way to access that uh, property. We had uh, good rapport with most well, there was only one uh, Native American living on our lake. However, there were two boat landings, and we cleaned those boat landings up. There was an old shack on one, a trailer that was in um, inhabited by skunks, raccoons, just everything. 
we cleaned that all up. Um, the other one was on the other side of the lake, and so that we didn't get to, or I didn't get to, but um, yes, we cleaned up roadsides. We, we, during the time, we had four break-ins into our place. Was that a full-time property for you, Audrey? Uh, it was after we were able to retire. But for many years, it was, when we moved in there, when we bought it, it was a split log cabin. That was nothing to um, sneeze at, but it was better than going up north and, and pitching a tent. So if you were up there right now, Audrey, would you have to vacate? I mean, would you be able to manage to get across the ice like some of the other property owners are doing, or would you just have to leave? I, well, I have some friends that are, that spend the winter in Arizona. They have a very nice house in Arizona, but then they come here, they're coming back here the 1st of May, and... Both of them, he is 88 and she is 85. Will they be able to get into their place? That remains to be seen. Well, I'm looking at the clock, Audrey. I'm so glad you got through, and I'm glad that you uh, continue check, to try. Check in, check in with Tom about the, the where the monies came from for building that beautiful school that they have. Most certainly I will. I'll follow up on there that. There is also a health center, which it was my understanding was built for them to use, but most of them come in and use the Marshfield Clinic and make the white person wait in line while they are taking up a place that they should be using their health care center. It's a lovely building. Well, Audrey, i got to let you it. go. I'm sorry I'm up against a, a break, but thanks yeah, again I, for calling in. I appreciate the call today. Thanks for tuning in as well. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, and you too. Thank you. going to go to a break, and I'll be right back with final thoughts. WSAU Feedback. Thanks for joining me on WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for the calls this morning. It was great to hear from all of you and your perspective. I'm looking at the clock. I got a boogie. You got 23 days to make a difference. It's not just important that you vote, but that you encourage, inspire, provoke, inform as many people as possible within your circles of influence to vote in this election for Dan Kelly on April 4th. Got a boogie. God bless. Have a great day. I'll talk with you again tomorrow.